Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. All right, are you guys ready to dive into the Bible here? All right, so if you will open your Bibles, um, we're starting a new series today. Open your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 5. We're going to look at, at David, um, a situation in David, King David's life. He is anointed king at this point. Um, he was anointed as a, as a child, but this is when he's actually walking in that. Um, 2 Kings chapter 5, and I'm going to start on verse 17, but I'm going to open this up in prayer here um, in a moment. Um, and uh, this new series, Divine Interruptions, God, you know, he's in the habit of interrupting things and people and places. Anybody ever feel like when Jesus came into your life and you experienced him that he might have interrupted some things? Anybody know what I'm talking about, where he came crashing in with his love, his grace? And uh, some of us, we weren't asking for it. You're like, oh, okay, is that what you want to do, God? Um, anybody can relate to the fact that um, God's in the um, interrupting business. He sent a Savior to come, and he told the religious people, you've heard that it was said, but I say to you, he interrupted. Uh, Noah, he's like, it's about to rain. I want you to build a boat. He interrupted the normal course of things. Um, the apostle Paul, when he came in and and, and Apostle Paul encountered him. He knocked him off his horse on his way on the road to Damascus to kill Christians. And God interrupted the process. Somebody say, thank you for Jesus. Um, time and time again in Scripture, God has interrupted humanity. And God is still doing that. And he still wants to do that. All right. He, he, he interrupts the status quo. He interrupts the norm. We are called to be in this world, but not of it. We are called to, to swim against uh, upstream. We are called to go against the grain. We are called in Christ to interrupt the plans of the devil. Somebody say amen. All right, I haven't even prayed yet, y'all. I need to pray first, okay? Um, stop yanking on what's inside of me. Hold on. I'm just kidding. Please don't sit on me or fall asleep while I'm preaching. Um, um, but let's pray. Let's pray here. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, uh, Father, that we as a community, um, Sanctuary LA, LA, you have called us uh, to, and planted us here to interrupt the norm, to interrupt uh, the works of darkness, to interrupt uh, what has been going as normal. And we thank you, uh, Father. And I thank you every person in here that they are called to interrupt the normal process of things so that a divine thing can happen in their life. We thank you, God, for divine interruptions. Not only you interrupting us, but using us to interrupt the norm. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. We're going to jump right in to the Word of God. All right. You guys just love to just get into the house and give God some praise and worship God. Come on. You guys, man, I'm just so thankful for that. I mean, you got to worship at home. You got to worship in the shower. You got to give God praise in the car. You better be listening to the podcast, too. If you're not, if you're not listening to the podcast, you're in sin, and you need to get right with Jesus. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But if you want to follow the notes here, um, you can open the app. The notes are in there. I got a few fill in the blanks in there. <laughs> you know I love fill in the blanks. You know I smiled when I said fill in the blank? We got fill in the blanks, people. Come on. Uh, and so uh, if you don't have the app, you can download it, and you just go to sermons. And um, see, there's Gabby there on the weekend part. Oh, look at Gabby. There's Moses in the back with the guitar there, too. See that? Anyway. Um, but um, download the uh, Text My Sanctuary app uh, to 77977, the link. Or you can just go to the app store. That's if you, um, and you could search um, uh, My Sanctuary app there as well. And download And the sermon notes are in there. So you can follow in the podcasts are in there. Uh, last weekend, Pastor Christian just, man, he brought the fire. Love that man so much. He uh, just his passion and zeal for the Lord and everything. Um, and my relationship that I personally have with him has been such a blessing. Um, but that's a great message to go back and listen to. Um, and so here we go. Um, man, and, and I just want to encourage you. I'm going to read this, but man, uh, it's so funny. Uh, this morning I was just worshiping the Lord, you know, and I love to worship. You know, I can't sing worth nothing. I'm tone deaf. You know, and I was wor- I was sincerely just with the kids, and I was just, oh, just worshiping. And my wife was like, what was that? You know, and she wasn't even making fun of me. She just really was like, what, what noise was that? And I was like, oh, I was just singing. She's like, oh, she's like, I, I thought you were trying to be Chewbacca. <laughs> and I was, I was like, like that, she wasn't even trying to, like, be funny. Like, I was, I was laughing so hard because I, was, I sincerely was worshiping. And she was like, oh, I thought you were, like, trying to be Chewbacca to, to Nico or something. But this is the thing, people, is it has nothing to do with what I'm about to preach. But I want to encourage you to make a joyful noise. Even if you, even if you sound like Chewy, it's okay. Anybody got a Chewy impersonation out there? Some of you are like, man, no, we don't. You're the one that has it, Pastor Sean. Why don't you do it? All right. And so anyways, I just encourage you, be a worshiper. Amen? Be a worshiper. I mean, be a worshiper. I mean, read the word. You know what I mean? Serve others, love, but be a worshiper. You get that right, everything else is going to be right. Just be a worshiper, man. Find whatever song it is that's ministering to you. Go ahead and just be a worshiper. Let your worship just set everything else. It'll line everything else up. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen. I mean, just, I mean, we're going to be worshipers. Amen. God first. Somebody say God first. Here we go. All right. So this is the definition of the word interrupt. This is the definition if you're taking notes in the app. Somebody say amen. But this is the definition. Interrupt means to this, to stop the continuous progress of something. To stop the continual progress. Um, Interrupt. It means to break the continuity. All right. Have you ever been talking and somebody so so the word we use so rudely interrupted? Anybody been interrupted? Anybody, you're a talker, and at times you can't help it. You just interrupt people because you you just have something good to say. Raise your hand if, yes. Okay, we got any talkers now. And those of you that aren't talkers, you are pointing to the person next to you like, yeah, they always interrupt me, right? And so you're just like excited or whatever. You interrupt, okay? Um, I have personally had that problem a time or two way back when I was a long time, like a couple weeks. Just I've come out of that. But interrupt, it means to break the continuity. This is where it comes from. The Latin word for interrupt comes from two words. Um, Inter, which is between, and rupt, rupture, right? Interrupt. The word rupture means to to break between, okay? And so when we talk about divine interruption, we talk about God breaking the continuous progress of something that is not divine. To break the continuous progress of something that could very well be demonic. To break the continuous progress of something that is not in his will. 
to break the continuous progress of something that he is not happy with, to break the continuous progress of something that is shameful or demeaning or hurtful, to break, to interrupt, divine interruption is how God operates. That when he sent his son from heaven, he came crashing into a broken world. He interrupted the normal course of things. He interrupted the plan of the devil. And he took back um, um, the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Uh, come on, somebody say amen. So it comes from the Latin word to break between. So we're going to look at a story here, of David, a piece of his story. He was um, in 2 Samuel chapter 5. But to give you a little history here, he was just anointed king of Israel. He was already reigning king of Judah for six and a half, seven and a half years. And he was just anointed king over the whole nation. He was anointed as a child metaphorically, prophetically anointed by Samuel. But here he was anointed by the nation saying, you are our king. So he began to manifest. Immediately following being anointed, he took Jerusalem back. He took it back. Started to lead Israel. Took Jerusalem back. And then, because uh, the Jebusites were there. This is God's city. This is, the, this is the promised land. And the enemy was there. And David was anointed by Israel. And he ended up reigning 40 years. So David reigned from the age of 30 to the age of 70. Six, seven and a half years over Judah. And then uh, the, re- the, re- the 33 years after that, he reigned over the whole nation. Somebody say longevity. He was anointed as a boy, but he was able to carry this thing up until he was 70 years old. I believe God's looking for a generation that's going to hang in there till the end. He's going to hold it down until the end, until they cross over the other side. David had some hiccups. He had some problems. He had some issues along the way. But that brother held it down until he was 70 years old. Come on, somebody. We need some mothers and fathers and men and women of God. They're going to hold on to this thing till the end. That, that you might be, ooh, I was anointed. As, you know what I mean? God blessed me as a teenager, but I, I'm just getting started. Somebody say Amen. And so he, he, he carried this thing. He, he conquers um, Jerusalem. And, and, and as a result of him being anointed, I mean, he named the city the city of David. I mean, this brother's having a good week. Anointed king takes back the city of God and puts his name on it. <laughs> All right. Called it the city of David. So he's having a good, um, he's having some good moments here. God's moving. Is, anybody, is God moving in anybody's life out there? I said, is God moving in anybody's life out there? Anybody, anybody got some victories you could talk about? Anybody, man, uh, we were in Grow Track and people were, and Grow Track just were saying, man, I'm, I'm two years I'm sober. I'm, I'm like, praise God, two years sober. Man, there we go. Find freedom. Anybody been free of anything? Anybody got some track record of some history with God? I don't care if it's two weeks, but you're like, man, things are going great. I got God in my life. Does anybody have Jesus in their life? So here's David, man. He's, he, he's doing his thing. And then, and then the king of Tyre brought him all this stuff. And God's blessing him, using people outside the commonwealth of Israel. And they're, and they're blessing him with stuff. I mean, this brother is anointed. He is doing what he's called to do. He's found his purpose. He's living in purpose. And he's doing his thing. And then, lo and behold, verse 17. Here we go. Here we go. Let's look at the text. Verse 17. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. Now, when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all, somebody say all the Philistines, all, every last one, the whole crew, the whole squad came, went up to search, they're looking for David. The Bible says that the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
The devil only attacks what's anointed. If you feel like the devil's giving you a hard time, you just need to celebrate the fact that the anointing and the presence of God is on your life. Because he's only going to attack where God's presence is. I know, it's quiet. Some of you, come on, maybe you'll get that next week. But the devil, the devil, the, the Philistines were coming after him because he was anointed. And the anointing that represents the presence of God, represents the Holy Spirit. It represents um, God's grace and presence on somebody to do something. And the Philistines were like, let's find them and kill them. Devil came. Philistines, the enemies of the people of God. It says they went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephim. Here's my first point. The devil hates the anointing, hates the presence of God on your life, hates the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, hates the presence of God. He's only going to attack what's anointed. He's only going to attack where God's presence is. You know, and some, some people think, man, what's going on? Why is the devil doing this? Why, why, why? Because you're in the will of God. That's why. You know what? When, when, when I was doing my thing, of course, he's still uh, messing with me. And I, when I was lost in my sin and everything like that. But, 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 his, but the devil's going to attack what's anointed. He's going to attack where God is. He's going to try to mess up the plan of God. And the, the devil hates the anointing. Hates the anointing. It's about the presence of God more than anything. You, you know, uh, that, that's, what we're, we're, that's why we worship, because we want the presence of God. And, and, and the devil is going to attack where the presence of God is. He's going to try to come after that thing. So with the Philistines, they heard that the man got anointed. And they're like, we got to get this guy. We got to get him. It's anointed. It was the anointing. It wasn't David. It wasn't his personality. It wasn't that he was anything, anything special in and of himself, per se. It was that he was anointed. They heard he was anointed. And I love David because he heard it, um, and he, he, he rolled up on them instead. And David heard it and went down. He heard that they were looking for him. He's like, oh, they are? What? Who? Okay. Where are they at? says, he went down there. He went down there. And the Bible says in verse 18, the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephim. The, the valley of Rephim, Rephim, it means the valley of giants. Valley of giants, the valleys, the valley of the enemies of God, the valley of the enemies of God. Here's my second point. If you've got to fill in the blank, it's to activate the anointing. The devil hates the anointing, but you have to activate the anointing. Look at verse 19. So in David, so here it is. The enemies are coming up after him. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? He did not wait for them to attack him. He heard they were there. So many times I think Christians, we sometimes just sit back and just wait for something. We, we, we just, we're just like, oh, no, you know, I don't want to do that. The devil might attack me. I've heard Christians say, oh, I don't want to step up into what I'm called to do because then the devil's going to attack me. So what? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Step up anyway. You got Christ. You're anointed. David heard that they were there, and he went and found them, went and looked for them. Then he prayed. Somebody say, pray first. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go? Shall I go? He was anointed. This was, the, I believe, the third time he was anointed. As a boy, he was anointed time before, and this, three times. Publicly anointed. Had the presence of God on him. But he said, shall I go? Shall I go up against it? you got to activate the anointing. 
You got to do something. We're a church. We're going to do something. We're going to do something. We're not just going to sit around and, I, and, just, and just have church. We're going to gather because that's part of the kingdom of God. But we as a church, we're going to do something. That's why we're at Mendez. Um, um, most of the time, we are there every week as a local community. And I'm here to encourage you. You got to do something. You, you're anointed. The presence of God is on you. But what is it you're called to do? David was anointed. He had the presence of God in, on him. Anointed to be king. But he still said, God, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? When we first moved in this community, I think we pretty much called every local organization in the community. Says, hello, how are you? We're from Sanctuary LA. Is there anything we could do to help? Just, just the other day, I got a call from the Boyle Heights um, uh, Technology Youth Center on 4th Street. They called me, and I was like, oh, thanks for the call back. Um, maybe a year ago we called them. I don't know. But... But actually, they came by here yesterday. This is a, a it's technology center right here on 4th Street. And they have a charter school in there and a continuation school and kind of like job placement stuff for young people, for teenagers. So one of the leaders there came to our church. I think I don't think he came to church necessarily, but he came. And then somebody on our team gave him my cell phone number. And I was like, how'd you get my number? No, um, didn't bother me at all. Uh, and, and so he called me and says, yeah, we want to um, see if we can partner with you guys about engaging teenagers in this community. I was like, we're all for it. Come on over. So I'm going to meet with them this Wednesday. Here, they want to check out our facility, make sure everything's cool, I guess. I'm like, sure, come on over. Let's do this. Lord, can I go? Yes, you can. Go. Thank you, Lord. I'm saying, I'm, uh, what I'm saying is keep praying for open doors for us. Why? Because we're going to kick them open. That's how we roll. We ain't going to sit around and just play church. We're not going to play church. We're going to be the church. Come on, somebody. I ain't scared of nothing out there. Come on now. We're trying to get up in the community, trying to engage the community. So, so David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go. Two-thirds of God is go. G-O. If you got God, you're going to go. Say, go up. God said, go. Shall I go? God said, go. Lord, what, you know, I think sometimes we, we spiritualize our comfort zone. Well, I need to pray about that. And I'm just, I'm just praying about it. How long are you going to pray about it? Come on. Now, I'm not saying don't pray. He prayed. He did pray about it. He did pray about it. How long are you going to pray about it? Oh, I'm just praying about it. You know what you're really saying? What are you really saying? <laughs> let me ask you that. What are you really? Let me, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just praying. I'm just praying. How long are you praying? Right? You really just, you just, you, you, you're like, uh, I'm just praying about it. Uh, the wa- that water's cold. So. Anybody, uh, anybody ever, like for me, for real, getting into cold water is a process for me. I don't like to just jump. Like, I don't know. It's like, mm, like it's just the cold. No, like I'm seriously like, I'm like, and then my wife and the kids are splat. I'm like, don't do that. Like I, I get anxiety, right? Like, don't stop, right? So I'm like, you know, I'm just like, you know, and then once I get in, I'm cool. But it takes me a minute. And Nico's like, ah, just jumps in. And so, those, so what, I, what am I saying here is, is, is what is it that you're called to go? Where? You're called to go somewhere, to do something, to make a difference. All right? Um, look at your neighbor and say, go. 
Ask your neighbors, ask them, say, ask them, shall I go? Look back at them and say, go. Let, find somebody else, ask them, say, shall I go? Look back at them and say, yes, you shall. Yes, you shall. We're talking about divine interruption. God was trying to interrupt something and he was going to use David to do it. But David, being anointed and having the presence of God is not enough because you got to do something. I said, being anointed and having Jesus in your heart and the Holy Spirit and being filled with his presence and having his word is not enough. You got to do something with it. Shall I go? Being anointed wasn't enough. He had to go. He had to press into something. I'm here to tell you there is a course set for your personal life to go to activate the anointing, my second point. Activate it. Do something. Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. God anoints you to go. You're anointed to go. You are anointed to go. All right? And so we're going we're gonna to continue. I mean, I'm just using our church maybe as an example that we are going to engage. I think I kind of threw the gentleman off on the phone. I was so excited to be on the phone. He was like, okay, all right, I got it. Okay, thank you. Okay, cool. All right, settle down. This is what we're called to do, make a difference. You know, um, I, would much rather, I would much rather make a mistake going than make a mistake by staying in the status quo of something, just the norm, just, no, I want to, I'd rather make a mistake out on the water instead of making a mistake by sitting in the boat. I, I want to be Peter. I, I don't hate on Peter. I would rather, much rather, much rather sink in the cold water and have Jesus help me out. Then I got a story. Hey, God will deliver you. God, 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 even when you mess up, God, Jesus is right there to pull you up. I ain't going to be like in the boat, like, oh, yeah, I'm where Jesus is. No, Jesus got out of the boat. So they, in the comfort zone, is not where Jesus is. Oh, Jesus. I want to be where Jesus is. Guess where Jesus is? He's outside the boat. And, and guess what? You ain't going to know it's him. Because Peter's like, is that you, Lord? And sometimes we're in that. Is that you, Lord? And we don't know, so we don't go. And sometimes you got to go even when you don't know for sure, absolutely for sure. I mean, wait, God's not going to give you the whole thing. Um, this is where faith comes in. And, 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 and David was like, should I go? Not, should I stay? That wasn't his prayer. Lord, should I just stay here? He said, Lord, his question was, should I go? Because he, basically, David was wanting to go. David was, was, was wanting to do, wanted to do. He was like, man, I want, but let me, let me pray first. I would rather us go, okay, wait, wait, pray before, pray before. Because his spirit, something in that man was like pushing. And he's like, okay, God, should I go? And he said, go. He said, go. Here it is, verse 20. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 20. Verse 20 and 21, so David went. Somebody say, he went. Ask your neighbor, ask him, ask him, where are you, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? So David went to Baal Perizim, and David defeated them there, and he said, the Lord has broken through. Somebody say, interruption. The Lord has broken through. Somebody say, divine interruption. So broke through. That's what that word interrupt means. It means to break between. So he had to be anointed, number one. 
He had to pray and seek God, number two, and he had to go, number three. Go, it's always going to end with go. It's always going to be something you're going to do, something you're going to press into, something in the unknown. Something, I mean, Abraham went out. Uh, Noah built an ark. I mean, Moses, um, you know, he went back to Egypt. I mean, he stood before the Red Sea. I mean, there is nobody in the Bible. There is no narrative in the Bible where they were handed everything, and it was just this comfortable process. It was like every last one of them were pressing. I mean, the early church in the book of Acts, I mean, they were going to prison, and they're like, man, we're going to throw you in prison if you do that. And the Apostle Paul's like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. Thanks, because I got some letters to write anyway. I'm almost done with Ephesians, so just keep me in there for a little bit longer. I'm going to send that out. Oh, and by the way, that jailer, I'm trying to minister to that dude, so just go ahead. And by the way, I'm just going to worship God, and the shackles are going to fall off anyway. Come on. So, so, so this thing, this book of Acts, go. The last thing Jesus said, like in, in Mark, in the last chapter of the book of Mark was go into all the world. Preach the gospel. It does, and sometimes when we see that, we see the preacher going or, or a missions trip. What about your world? Go. What are you going to do tomorrow? Go to work. Go. It's sacred. This ain't, this ain't just a paycheck. You're on a ass divine assignment to interrupt something in the marketplace. You are on a divine assignment to disturb the works of darkness at, at the school you teach at. Wherever it is, wherever you're selling, whatever you're, whatever you're serving in the marketplace, you're called to interrupt something. Break, because you're there, you're going to interrupt. You're going to turn that place upside down. Turn it on. I'm, you're there to interrupt something. You're there to break the mold. You're there to interrupt. Hello, hallelujah. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Come on, give God some praise in here. You'll be surprised if you just have a little, just a wee little bit of joy in the marketplace. People depressed in the marketplace. They're, 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 they're going through with, um, all kind of stuff, addiction and fornication and adultery and all kind of whatever it is, pride and ego. And you step up in there to interrupt the norm with the joy inside of you. You got the peace of God. I'm not, this not, I'm not, this ain't about you having it all together, being all, oh, I'm a cute little Christian. I got, no, you don't have it all together, but you still got the joy. Still got the peace of God in there. Praise God. I think there's something glorious about not having it together and still walking in his presence. Don't look at me like that, like I got it all together. I'm just here preaching to myself. Called to interrupt something by the grace of God. Come on. Divine interruption. So David went to Baal Perazim. It was called the Valley of Giants. David called it the Lord of the Breakthrough. It was called in history books the Valley of Rephim, the Valley of Giants. David, in the Bible, it says he went to Baal Perazim. The Lord of the Breakthrough. Before it was named something different, it was called that in the scripture right here. Why? Because God has orchestrated breakthrough for you before it happens. He went to the valley of giants, and the Bible says that David went to Baal Perazim. It doesn't say he went to the valley of giants. Because God has orchestrated your life, your steps are ordered. 
Your steps are ordered. Breakthrough is ordered. Open doors are ordered. Promotion is ordered. Divine influence that you have in your world is ordered. And it might be a dark place you work in. It might be a dark environment you go to week in and week out. But that is not, you are called to go in there and change the identity of the environment you're called to be in. You are culture shifters. You are game changers. The Bible says they turn the world upside down. Now that might seem like a big deal to turn the world upside down, but I'm here to tell you, you're anointed to turn your world upside down. You're anointed to turn that thing upside down. There's people at your work that are bitter and offended, and you know it, and you're called to go in there and to minister forgiveness. There's people in your environment that are depressed and downtrodden and hurting, and you see it on their face. You go to Starbucks and the barista, you're like, man, this person's hurting. But you're called to interrupt that and say, God bless you. God loves you. And you're there to have a good attitude when they mess up your drink. Somebody say amen. Come on, Christians. Come on, Christians. What if that one person you went off on last week found out you were a believer? You know, that's an opportunity to say, I don't have it all together. Come on, somebody say amen. You ever done something stupid and you walked away and go, oh, my goodness, if they knew what church I went to. I'm sorry, let me change that. If they knew what church I pastored, holy, holy Lord, help me, Jesus. On the freeway? You know what I'm saying? Anybody? Y'all feel me? The struggle's real. But that they might know your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Somebody cut me off. I go past them. My wife's like, do not look at them. Figures. It happened. When did that happen, babe? That happened recently. That was today. That was this morning. <laughs> let, me, let me just get right with Jesus right now. Lord, I just forgive me. <laughs> you're, you're called to interrupt. You're not just called. You're not called to blend in. You're not called to fit in. You're, all, you're called to get in where you don't fit in. Come on now. Anybody know that old? Two short song. Come on, I'm from Northern California, okay? But, but we are believers. You are anointed. You get in where you don't fit in. You get in where you don't fit in. David got into the valley of giants and started to change some things. Called it the Lord of the Breakthrough. Look at this month, my wife and I are celebrating 10 years of marriage. Hallelujah. I'm going to do what Jason did. No, it's you, babe. You, you the one, girl. 10 years. You might say, man, that's awesome. Come on. God's good. But look at I don't come from my, my parents. They didn't. Multiple marriages. I'm up in here changing the name of things. Not in myself and God's grace. You know where I come from? Divorce. Multiple times. You know where I come from? The valley I grew up in? Multiple marriages. Multiple people in the same house. I come from an environment where my dad was in the same house with my 
stepmom, and she has somebody else in the house with her. Somebody say the valley of giants. Changing. Ten years. Ten years. It's a beautiful thing. And I, I, what am I saying? That I am called to interrupt the process because my children are growing up in a different environment. And she, she just can't. She's not going to get rid of me. She can't. I've been too good to her, okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on now, what? Why? That's why I always talk about my wife. I always talk about uh, Mary. I'm a, we love to hang out with Mary. I married how many people last year? My goodness, just married Grace and Matt. I don't know. This is somebody that come from some crazy stuff, and I'm like marrying people, doing marriage counseling. Y'all better stay married. Y'all better stay married. Who else in here? Hey, y'all better stay married. Anybody else want to get married? No. Some of the ladies are like, yes, I do. <laughs> yes. Changing the name. So David went to Bel Perizim. He went to the Lord of the Breakthrough. That's where he went. That's where I'm going. On Monday, man, my work crazy. No, you're going to the Lord of the Breakthrough. That's where you're going. Come on, somebody. Man, I got some nasty people at my work, some shady people. No, you're going to the Lord of the, you ain't going to the Valley of Giants. You're going to the Lord of the Breakthrough. Anybody ever been in an environment just gossiping, trifling mess? You're going up in there to bring peace. So David went to Bel Perizim. Bel Perizim. And David defeated him there. Why did he defeat him there, man? He stepped up in that. He was anointed. He prayed. And he went. He was anointed. I'm here to tell you, you're anointed. You need to pray. And you need to go. Get up and get on with it. Do something. Come on, somebody. Do something. How do you think this church started? We just did it. Looking back, going, man, we could have used a little more wisdom in the beginning. Man, we could have maybe done it a little different. But I'm thankful. We just did it. Come on, look at your name and say, do something. David defeated him there, and he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me. Like a breakthrough of many waters. Like a breakthrough of waters. The Lord of the breakthrough. Like a He interrupted. He interrupted. The scheme of the wicked one. He broke it down. Therefore, he called the name of the place Baal Perazim, and they left their images there. And David and the men carried them away. One version says in the King James, they burned them. You know why you're called to go and interrupt them things? Because there's some, there's false things, there's false gods out there. There's messed up stuff out there. It's not Jesus. It's not the heart of God. It's not the love of God. And you're called to interrupt and destroy the works of darkness. For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest, that he might destroy, interrupt, break through the works of the devil. You're called to break through. You're anointed and appointed. You need to say that to yourself every day. I'm anointed and appointed. You're anointed and appointed to be a counselor. You're anointed and appointed to sell watches. Somebody say amen. You're anointed and appointed to be engaged in the ministry you're called to. You're anointed and appointed. If you are, if your main occupation, which many of you in here are, you probably got multiple occupations, but we're celebrating Mother's Day next Sunday, but if you, you're, you are anointed and appointed to be a mother to those children. Anointed and appointed. The devil fears the prayers of a mother. My goodness. The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. 
He didn't get to break through easy. He didn't get there just sitting around. He, this is the thing. He was getting victory. I shared this in the beginning. He was getting victory up to that point. And he could have got, he could have chilled out. Like, man, I'm good. I got some, I made some ground. I'm king now. Who the king? King David got a city named after me now. City of David. I'm anointed. Just chill. Back then, you know, this is a monarchical system. So, so he was a sovereign. So he had a lot of authority. Could do whatever he wanted. And people had to, you know, follow. But he's like, God, wait, somebody wants to kill me? Where are they? Where are they at? Where are they at? God, can I get them first? God, can I get them first? And they left their images there, and David and his men carried them away, or burned them, one version says. Carried them away. <laughs> God, set up, God has set up breakthroughs for us before we get here. I believe there's breakthroughs for us here in this community. I believe there's breakthroughs in the market, in your work, in your life, in your marriage, in, in the space of being a parent. There are breakthroughs for your children before they get there. The victory's already yours. The victory's already yours. I said the victory's already yours. We're, we're anointed to change the identity of the environments God places us in. God placed me in a marriage, and I'm changing the identity of what I know marriage is all about, what I have experienced marriage is all about. Verse 22. I don't think I gave him this, but I'm just going to read it. Look at this, verse 22. I'm almost done. Then the Philistines went up again, came after him again. After all that, he changed the name. I'm here to tell you right now, here's my third point. Persistence is a spiritual weapon. Because just because you can say that Sean has, has, has had an element of victory in my marriage and what I grew up in was contrary to what I'm experiencing now does not mean the devil's going to leave me alone. Somebody say amen. amen. And sometimes I think it was like we serve God, we get a breakthrough, and then, and then we're like, man, why is this? You ever deal with anything at times where you're like, man, this again? Here we go. Look at verses. <laughs> People are like, yes, right now. Right? We're all, we're, we're all there. I know because we, 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 we positionally are victorious, but that doesn't mean the devil's not going to attack you. I'm just here to encourage you. I'm here to charge you and encourage you that the devil will not leave you alone. Doesn't mean he can have you. Doesn't mean he can tempt you into sin. But I'm here to tell you right now, he ain't going to let up. You're going to have seasons of, oh, wow, man. This is, but I'm telling you, there's more ground to take. I'm not done yet. Are you done? Are you satisfied right now, like entirely with where you are? Aren't there more things to do? Aren't there more projects to release into the earth? Creative projects you have? Isn't there more ground to take? The, devil, the devil's not going to. So he came back, verse 22, and it says, Then the Philistines went up once again and de deployed themselves in the valley of Bethlehem. The enemy's still calling it the thing that, 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 that David uh, renamed. Don't think for one minute. I'm talking about divine interruption. Just because you interrupt something and you get progress doesn't mean the devil's going to leave you alone. Just because we're here and God is moving among us, even as a local church community, does not mean he's going to leave us alone. But I'm here to tell you right now, we're not going to leave him alone. 
We are not, we're, that is not who we are as a community. I mean, look at the stock of the early church. They were like, we're going to send you to, to jail, Paul. And Apostle Paul's like, oh, would you? That'd be great. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Read his letters to early church. How many times was he whipped, left for dead? Got up, let's go, let's preach. The, the spirit of God in that early church is the same spirit inside of you. The spirit of God in our Savior. The Bible says that he was raised from the dead by the spirit of holiness. That same spirit is inside of you. He's an all-consuming fire. And it goes on to say, verse 23, and I'm reading beyond my notes a little bit, and I'm almost done. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord. He prayed again. I'm just here to encourage every last one of you in here today that there is greatness in you. And the greatness God put in you. The Bible says purpose, I shared this at Growth Track, purpose in the heart of a man is like deep water. You are far deeper than you realize. And you are far more profound than you realize. But a man of understanding will draw it out. The greatness, the value, the depth of the purpose of God inside of you. You are not done. There is way more. Way more for you than what you've experienced. There are more open doors. There are more opportunities to be Christ in this world in your personal life. There are more ideas that are inside of you than you realize. It says here that he prayed. Verse 23, David inquired of the Lord, and he said, you shall. And he, well, he asked him, and, he, and the Lord said, you shall not go up. He gave him a different strategy. He said, circle around them, behind them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it, verse 24, and it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly, for then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. Same enemy, same issue, different strategy. Verse 25, and David did so. There he goes, he did it again. And David did so, so the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. And at that point, the Ark of the Covenant was brought back into Jerusalem. But he had to fight through some things to get, to start to bring a blessing in the environment he was in. He had to fight through some things. Here's my last point, and I'm going to close with this, and we're going to pray. Is our God, and I already mentioned this, is the Lord of the Breakthrough. You don't serve a weak God. You don't serve a God that's trying to get it together. You do not serve a God that's trying to figure it out. That's our job. <laughs> you serve the God of the breakthrough. Whatever thing you've struggled with, whatever issue you've dealt with, I'm here to tell you that God wants to break you through those things. Whatever thing you've, you've fought through your life, whatever things that were told to you that have tried to tear you down and bring you down, I'm here to tell you that your God is the God that will break through that. If I can be a small example of what God can do, God could take somebody like me that was a victim as a child of abuse. A victim because it started when I was just maybe four years old, 
victim, abused, exposed to things that some grown people will never see or experience. But I did as a child, abuse and drugs and stuff. God can break me out of that. I'm going to tell you, I remember my, my, my wife's, my mother-in-law came when we were at 440 Seton. That was like six locations ago. Is that right? Five locations? Goodness. Somebody say breakthrough. <laughs> we were in six locations in a matter of 12 months. And many times we didn't even know where we were meeting as we were approaching the weekend. Everybody, follow us on social media. I'll let you know by Wednesday, I hope. Come on, somebody that were with us. Come on, somebody say, yeah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There I go, sound like, like, like Chewbacca again. That's what I did. I said, oh, Jesus. She's like, what was that? Sound like Chewy. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> 440 Seton. So we were here, then the gym, seventh place. No, this is the fifth. Fifth, five locations ago. Yeah, something like that. But she came up and she said, This is a church that has a breakthrough spirit in it. Anybody believe that? Breakthrough. You're a breakthrough believer. You're a break. I said you're a breakthrough believer. I'm not saying this pompous like, no, I'm talking about the spirit of God inside of you, breaking through many waters, breaking you out of insecurity, breaking you out of depression, breaking you out of addiction, breaking you out of your ego, breaking you out of your pride. Somebody say amen. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.